It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, Angie, we know Halloween is coming up in a couple of weeks, so we're going over our top fears for buyers and sellers. Before we hit those, uh, I just kind of, I'm fishing for a fun story, first of all. Have you ever sold a property that was rumored to be haunted, or at least maybe toured one with a buyer where you got creepy vibes from the house, or ever had any sort of like Halloween feel or experience in a home before? Yeah, I don't know if I personally have, but I definitely feel like I've heard of our, our team members, they have. And one of our team members swears our current office is haunted. She said, oh, no, when I'm the here, here alone, office, that's not yeah. good. <laughs> she was like, when I'm here alone, I'm hearing things. I'm just hearing noises, but I've been here alone and I felt perfectly fine. Um, so I, I'm trying to think. I don't have a specific example, but you know, I, I feel all the time I've heard of even clients say, Oh, I know my house is haunted. Like I, uh-huh. I, I feel it. Now it's funny, my mom my mom is interesting. My mom can like just not that she's like a psychic or anything, but she can just feel it. She can sense when the place is haunted. And there's been so many times that she has, you know, been at a certain like uh like just area or location visiting something and she was like this feels haunted and then come to find out yep sure enough there's been an article about it or you know someone tells the backstory oh 100 percent, this place is haunted so i don't have any good stories to share with you but yeah. oh i i know i know it's <laughs> happened yeah Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting to think about. Haunted homes. It's funny that you mentioned your office is haunted. When Connie started her new job a couple of months back, they told her, I'm guessing this was some sort of entry-level hazing, but she was having, she was working, she works later than anybody else in the office, kind of wraps things up. And so when she was at this first office location, they're like, do not stay past six o'clock. Don't be the last <laughs> one out of here. Oh my God. Uh-uh. So for the first couple mm-hmm. of weeks, she was just always like, it's really creepy here at night. And I was like, oh, they got in your head. They're just messing with you. But... She's like, but uh, there know. are weird noises. And <laughs> well, my my dad, way back in the day, um, when I was younger, during my younger days, um, I would actually go with him to work quite often, um, at kind of his second job of working on computers. And one of the companies he um, worked for, as far as, you know, getting their computers in order, uh, is called Court Reportings. And I'm not sure if they're in the same location, but their office was actually this super, super old um, home and it was known to 100% be haunted um, and it was even there was articles about it da, 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 like so many people had heard the same things like around like almost five o'clock gentlemen would come home you know they'd hear the door open I think they've heard the tv pop on it was such an older home actually at one point it was almost like a medical office um, I wouldn't even say office you know almost like the doctor lived in the home and all the in, little individual rooms like would be patient rooms. Um, and I, I don't know, talk about creepy. So I was with my dad one time late at night. And of course, you know, my dad gets a kick out of it. And he runs down one stairwell and there's two stairwells and like almost like runs from me. So I'm like alone. And I'm like, ah, like freaking out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it was actually a news. He showed me like the newspaper write up about this home. And so many people had heard the exact same thing. So I mean, I, I kind of believe in that stuff. 
Yeah, I, I think our, our there's something about the human psyche. We want to believe a little bit of that, right? Kind of like same I'm thing with my big, mind. I know. Yeah. yeah, Bigfoot, aliens. Like, there's a little piece of us all that kind of wants to believe. So then, maybe in our minds, we sort of like push the envelope a little bit to make yeah. things out. No, of that's true. Normal stuff, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I kind agree. of kind I of interesting. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. Let's get to the actual meat and potatoes then. And uh, first, let's address the top fears for buyers. Interested to see what you think about these things. Uh, Would you say that hidden issues, things like unseen repairs or or maybe damage that might surface after the purchase, is this a fear that's often lingering in the minds of your buyers? Oh, 100%. You know, there have been some times where, okay, there's an issue and a buyer's quick to say, well, we'll just fix it after, you know, we close in the home. And then it opens up a much larger issue. You know, for example, maybe there's a little bit of mold. Well, okay, where did the mold come from? Clearly, there's some type of humidity issue. And that's probably because there's some type of water leak, right? And so how expansive is this? So um, yeah, there has been situations where, you know, it, it started off small, and it's turned into this just huge, huge problem. Um, I've seen others, well, I'm on the mold topic, but there's been another situation. I know, you know, hey, there was a high mold spore, like count, um, and come to find out it was all in the ductwork. So then you had to clean all the ductwork, mm-hmm. and then come to find out, like, one of the systems totally was shot because it was taken over by mold, um, and it couldn't be clean enough. So there has been instances where there was a small issue that definitely turned into a much bigger one than preferred. Yeah, and then if that happens to you once, then it can kind of jade you for then the next home that you go to buy. That's, and then any little scary, thing, you right? are like, oh, this is going to pop up, and it can maybe overwhelm you a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right, right. I mean, it's just one of those things you want to be able to move into a home, and it just be peaceful, yeah. no additional work, you know. And I mean, but that's the joys of home ownership. But, you know, with home ownership also comes equity, right? And you're paying your own mortgage versus paying someone else. So um, it's never going to be a perfect scenario. There are trade-offs for sure. All right, so that's a reasonable fear for buyers. What about overspending? People who don't want to spend too much on a house or overcommit on their mortgage. Or I I know I was uh, kind of in the position, Angie, and and I've seen others go through this where it's like, okay, we're still purchasing within our budget, but I'm afraid of buying a house that's going to drop in value shortly after I buy it, you know, and it's going to be underwater or I'm just going to feel like, oh, I could have gotten that house a lot less if I just waited a little bit. How do you handle that fear? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have to remember, I mean, the the real estate market, the market in general, I mean, it's just up and down, up and down at any point, just like the interest rates, you know, shot up. None of us can time it perfectly, right? Um, But, you know, I would compare real estate similar to stocks, right? It's a long-term play. You know, if you're going to play the stock market, you don't typically just put money in to immediately pull it back out. You put it in and you leave it there for quite some time. Same thing with the real estate market. If you leave, you know, you purchase a home, and if you stay put for quite a while, more than likely you will see that the value will continue to appreciate, especially in our area. So yes, I understand those fears, but you know, no one can time it, but long-term, if you stay put, it's going to benefit you. Okay, very good. That would, I imagine, put some people at ease if they can kind of understand that overall market. And, uh, you know, maybe a lot of people are jaded back from 2008 and what happened with the market during that time frame. And uh, that that can still linger even a decade or plus later, you know. I get it. I get it. And again, the benefits and the positives definitely override, you know, what potentially negatively could happen, I would say. 
Okay. Another top fear for buyers could be FOMO, the other side maybe of those overspending concerns, uh, the fear of missing out, as we all know what FOMO means. This can yeah. actually lead some people to overspend on the home because they feel like, oh, I'm never going to find a better house. This is the one I got to get this one. Yeah, most definitely can happen. We actually have one of our um, past clients who's dealing with this right now, but it was the FOMO of not getting a home when we were dealing with that crazy real estate market in, you know, 2021, 2022. And when you see, you know, you, you found a home, you had, you know, not even a day to get by there and go see it. And then there was 15 other offers on the table going well above asking price. You know, it was that FOMO, the fear of missing out of not even getting a home. Well, they moved forward on the home in the moment they were excited about it. But now that they've lived in the home, they realize they said, we hate our home, which we hate to hear, right? Um, but I think they just were so just anxious to be in a home they almost settled on what they really wanted. And in the moment, they felt like, you know what, this could work, again, because they just wanted to buy a home. They were tired of leasing. Um, but now that they've been in the home for a while, they're ready to make a move. So sure enough, we're now about to sell that home. Not that anything's wrong with it, it just doesn't work for them and their needs. And they're going to go and buy a new home. And you know, the one great thing about today's market is homes typically are not flying off the market. And so you actually have the time to make those decisions versus being rash. And you know, you go see a home, you can actually sleep on it. <laughs> Where, you know, in the, the previous market we were in, when you go to look at a home, you better rush because it already has multiple offers on the table. So yeah, FOMO is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Last one for buyers would be the general fear of the unknown. I think people just like predictability. So just anytime unpredictability enters the equation, that can then cause concern. Do you see that? Yeah. I mean, unpredictability, of course, we kind of talked about that, I think, in the previous question, um, the one before the FOMO one. But um, yeah, I mean, unpredictability, none of us can predict what's going to happen, what's going to happen with the market, right? Um, but I always go back to, you know, owning is definitely going to be financially a better state to be in versus renting and paying someone else's mortgage. So we can never predict the market perfectly. We never know exactly what's going to happen with prices. We never know exactly what will happen with the um, interest rates, you know, but you have to eventually pull the trigger. It's never going to be perfect. All right, so those were the top fears of buyers. Before we wrap up for the day, Angie, let's hit a couple of seller fears. You know, buyers are feared of overspending. Sellers are fearing underpricing. Uh, do you see people who want to get that true worth or maybe more for their home, and they kind of uh, get led down the path of overpricing their home? You know, I, I think that's always a seller, <laughs> right? I mean, not, not every seller, but I think no matter what market we are in, a seller, of course, they want to make the most amount of money potentially like on their home, which I get that. Um, so they are concerned about maybe, okay, listing at, let's just say 500,000. And they're thinking, well, someone will go in and want to negotiate. So let, how about I bump it up to 525. But then what happens is you do end up overpricing your home. So you get way less views, you don't get an offer as quickly as you would like to. And then sometimes you end up chasing the market, we call it, where you started at 425, but before you know it, you're below 400 before you can even get an offer. So I, my, always my advice is price your home you know, correctly. Um, and that's where we come into play to give you guidance there. Because out of the gates, we want it to get the most attention possible. The longer your home sits on the market, potential buyers start to wonder what's wrong. Right. And then again, you're chasing the market down. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. We don't want people uh, concerned and fearful for why our house is doing 
X, Y, and Z. Uh, want to make sure that we are definitely being aware of uh, uh, of pricing our home correctly. So that's really important. Another thing that sellers are afraid of are no offers. I know this was my big thing, Angie. I, mean, I knew that we were selling a home in a high demand time period, but I still had that fear. Like, what if nobody wants to buy our home and we don't get any <laughs> offers and it ruins all of our future plans? And, you know, yeah. it, it, that, that those nerves when you're in it personally start to really kind of ramp up for some folks. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's always that fear. But you know what? Every home is going to sell as long as it is priced properly, marketed properly. I mean, it will sell. Now, maybe it doesn't end up selling at the price you wanted, but maybe also you were unrealistic. So every home will sell. Now, will it sell as quickly as you would want to at the very peak of the price point that you want with multiple offers? Maybe not, but every home will eventually sell. So I would take that fear away. Yeah, yeah, let's let's push that one to the background a little bit. All right, last but not least, let's slide one more in here, Angie. Unqualified buyers. Is this a big problem? Do you see a lot of uh, fears about buyers backing out or a deal, a deal falling through? Because I know it's no fun to go under contract only to then have to hit the market again. Yeah, oh, of course, and it happens. You know, um, I have a personal investment home on the market right now and buyer backed out. You know, I don't think it was because of finances. You know, they just after looking at their goals for the home um, from an investment standpoint, it didn't make sense for them. So it happens, right? But that's just all part of the playing the game of the real estate market, right? It's never going to be perfect. Or actually, sometimes it is, or a lot of times it is perfect, but terminations happen. People back out, you know, but then it's like, okay, what do we do after the termination? How do we push forward and to, you know, get you through to that closing table so that you are still a happy seller? You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.